Hello, 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 and welcome to Dickens and Quips, the podcast that takes the oot out of Yates. Join me, Dee Dickens, as I wander around showing you a world that isn't only populated by old dead white men. This week, I have Setra Ibrahimi with me. I'm very pleased to have her, but first, the official bio, which I always forget to scroll down for and end up making a mess of. So here we go. Setra Ibrahimi is an Iranian British poet. She completed her bachelor's in English literature at the University of Westminster in 2014 and her master's in English and American literature at the University of Kent in 2016. She has been published numerous times in various journals and magazines, including Proletarian Poetry, The Mentor and Ink, Sweat and Tears. Her poetry has also been anthologized numerous times, most recently by Ivan Vale Press. Cetera released her first pamphlet of poetry, In My Arms, from Bad Betty Press in 2018, and has recently published her full-length collection, Galloping Horses, from Wordsmithery. She regularly performs her poetry in Kent and London and has hosted her own poetry evenings and leads writing workshops. Sarah is currently a contributing editor for Thanet Writers and a reviewer at Confluence magazine. Cetera has been, let's see, I'd always do this, ah, nominated for the Pushcart Prize and in 2018 was one of the poets in residence of the Margate Bookie at the Turner Contemporary Gallery Wow, done a lot. <laughs> Maybe I should take my qualifications out of that. I'm like, am I applying for a job? Is that that's a bit weird? Something. I never know what to put. Like, what do I put? I like eating cakes and watching TV on my sofa. Well, well, this is this is it. You never know what to put because I, it's like, should I go all professional and say I am studying for currently studying for a master's, yeah. or do I put loudmouth goddess really likes ribs? I like the second thing is amazing. <laughs> That's what I've got. I mean, the ribs has become a little bit of my trademark. Everywhere I go, I'm like, yeah. Um, my first performance out of side of university was yeah. at Poetry Island when I was in an anthology called Rise Up and Repeal oh, about cool. um, repealing the Eighth Amendment in, in Ireland. And they asked me to go to the launch and perform and I did. And I <laughs> and in this hallowed ground of Irish poetry, the host read out, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, Dee reckons she'd be fine if she can shoot really well on Call of Duty. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) That's cool. Okay, it's convinced me. I'm going to go for it. After this, I'm going to change my bio and make it less like, you know, less like about less wordy and more about what I I don't really like anything, though. I'm really boring. I like poetry. That's my hobby. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I like besides that, I like drinking beer and watching TV. That's it. I'm Homer Simpson. (laughs) <laughs> so this week we have Homer Simpson on the show. <laughs> what the bio doesn't say is how we met. 
it seems a lifetime ago now it really does yeah yeah at the beginning of lockdown when I was approached to take part in a discussion on race for Winchester mm. Fest and it was Setra who was hosting it it was a wild night if I remember it really. was it went in all different directions <laughs> and you were there like really trying to keep it on track yeah or was I though was or did I just throw it off more I don't know it was a learning curve for me I think you did you did the whole like okay so this is the next question and yeah uh, we're just <laughs> moving <us> on <laughs> moving on and then we'd completely all throw it off track and you'd be like yeah and this and right like, yeah and this and uh, yeah it was great it was an absolutely <laughs> great night so I'm really pleased to get to know her some more because I also understand that she is that you're doing some editing for whiskey and beer yeah I'm really looking forward to that yeah and I also understand that my next book is one of the ones that will be in your roster. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I felt there was common ground, you know. Yeah. We, there were things similar, you know, similar themes that we were dealing with. Yeah. And Connor said to me, who do you want, Alex or Cetera? And I was like, Cetera? Hello. No brainer. <laughs> I, I would always pick a, a woman, you know, yeah. I, I would. I don't know why I would. I just would. Well, there's going to be nuances that women write about that only, yeah. and I'm going to be very careful how I phrase this because I do not want to upset any of my trans or non-binary sisters, but there are certain things that being social, you can only pick up the nuances if you've been socialised as female. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And, yeah, and so this is why I was like, et cetera. And considering that discussion we, that. we had on yeah. race, <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it's a collection about yeah. slavery. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So for this week's What You're Reading Day, this week I have been reading um, Imagined Sons by Calietta. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a um, hell of a collection. I mean, I bought it because it's on my university reading list. Um, but bearing in mind, Christina Thatcher is my poetry teacher and she's been on the show and we've read from oh, two wow. of her collections. She knows what she's doing when she comes up with a reading list. And so oh, cool. there has been nothing that she has recommended that I've gone, no, I've, I've just absolutely fallen in love with every single one. Um, oh, cool. This collection is about a woman who gives her son up for adoption and then imagines that she sees him in every boy of his age. So every boy who's the same age who might look a little bit like him becomes her imagined son. Wow. Yeah, it's really quite deep. It's a stunning look at loss and how we deal with it when that loss isn't death. And the way we still grieve for reasons I'm not going to go into on the show it hit home and it hit hard mm. um, so from that collection I've chosen to read a birth mother's catechism and it's two voices and there's a real conflict between living life as best you can and the constant guilt that is palpable in your life so this is Birth Mother's Catechism from Carietta's Imagined Sons. Why haven't you looked for him? I could paper these walls with rejection slips. 
Why haven't you looked for him? When he was 14, I moved to England. Why haven't you looked for him? I just need to pick up some milk. Why haven't you looked for him? There's a blissful patience on the hanged man's face. Why haven't you looked for him? My office is rarely tidy. Why haven't you looked for him? I expected my parents to live longer. Why haven't you looked for him? For the rain, it raineth every day. Why haven't you looked for him? What if I found him? Why haven't you looked for him? What if I found him turning away? Mm. That's so powerful, that line of what if I found him? Just after so many, what? If, why don't you look for him? Yeah. Yeah. What if I found him? What if I, and then, then that fear, hmm. what if I found him turning away? Yeah. Like There's a safety in not looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's always safety in not knowing, isn't there? But there's also pain in not knowing. There's a lot of pain. A lot of pain in not knowing. And also there's always that loss. If you do know, you can grieve properly for it. Yeah. If you don't know, it's never going to leave, is it? So, I think she captures that amazingly well all the way through this collection. Do you have this collection? I don't know. If you um, just because I can never remember names, if you send me the name of it written down, then I'll. Well, what I'll I tend to do is the book I'm reading from. I send a copy to guests. Oh, how lovely! So everybody gets a book for coming on. Oh, <laughs> so afterwards, if you DM me your address, I'll send you a oh, copy. Ah, cheers. So my poem of the week is a very short one and it's called Guilt. I wrote it as part affirmation and part prayer. Now, I am very non-religious I am vehemently anti-religion I'm very pro-spirituality but I'm not really a fan of organized religion I think that's growing up Catholic and going to a convent school has, like, has done that to me because I had two things that they did not like at the convent one was an opinion and two was a need to express it so those two things get you into way more trouble than they should as a kid it's terrible isn't it <laughs> but in Aquarius led us <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. expressing our opinions all the time it's great yeah. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> it's my opinion and you are entitled to it um <laughs> so this is this is guilt my ceiling has 147 tiles i refuse to count them again you are denied no more will twisted validation fill my belly. I have no use for you. I cast you aside. Get thee all the way behind me. I refuse a single drop of your shame. So, yeah. Well, thank you. It's, yeah. It's complex, isn't it? It's so complex. And for me to go into why it's so complex, I would have to give away more than I'm willing to do at the moment. My therapist knows. That's all I'm going to say. 
(laughs) but that's the great thing about poetry you can say just as much as you want to yeah but then if I don't if I don't if I hide at all I have my daughter person Noah going yeah that's lovely mum but you're hiding a bit aren't you so calls me out on it every time so this is this does say everything I want to say but I think without the context Hmm. you're never going to know but it's yeah it's personal one to me so the bit I really look forward to the bit I love the most it's and I still don't have a jingle guest interview time (laughs) (laughs) um this is the bit where I just get to ask you a few questions um not really difficult but some people go oh okay that's not big at all so my first question is etc why is poetry important to you um poetry is important to me because it is a format in which i can express myself however i choose and just like we were saying just now as much or as little as i choose i feel like if i was to write a story or a novel i would not have as much control because i can't chop up as much I can't be as vague or I can't you know I have to give plot and all those things but a poem is it is what it is and you can take it or leave it sort of thing so I can say what I want in it and also it's important to me because even though I mean now it's you know my only space away from you know my daughter um tugging at me all the time but you know before that it was you know my only way of expressing myself really yeah yeah I get that poetry is um what's the word I'm looking for an evening a solace a refuge a safe haven where I can sit and just be me I mean my husband is a writer but he writes urban fantasy horror oh wow so it's quite nice that I'm the only poet in the house as well I love being the only poet in the house I don't think I could have it any other way it's really strange isn't it because then it feels like something even though I know hundreds of poets it feels like something that's just for you yeah absolutely yeah what you can't all see is how Cetera is smiling at the idea (laughs) of having something that's just for her it is difficult when you have children as well to maintain I think that sense of individuality that sense of self oh god yeah definitely yeah it's um you're giving all the time and, you know, I do it very happily, but poetry just helps me remember that I am a human being and that I have interests and, you know, I existed beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. And you will exist after she's grown up and and off doing oh, her own <laughs> Oh, she is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, it's like, <laughs> I wasn't going to make this, uh, your baby is so gorgeous, but she's gorgeous gorgeous she's so edible thank she you she really is just want to, yeah. all mine is so grown up now oh My, i can't imagine her being grown up though this is the weird thing like an, an adult human baby person <laughs> neither could i and my eldest is now 33 yeah it's like, amazing though what an amazing journey for both of you yeah yeah it is my daughter person is 25 my youngest son is 23 so all mine have all grown up they're all adults now 
and there's, there's part of me that misses having one that I can just chew on yeah yeah well I'm still gonna chew on her when she's like 30 I've already like let everyone know I'm like I'm just gonna <laughs> chew on this adult <laughs> fantastic so my next question is what kind of stuff are you writing um I always I, I like to write about uh relationships between people um interactions that I observe uh, my own relationships with people my family I mean I've written a lot about my mum and a lot of that went into this latest book not even to do with you know when I had my child or when I was pregnant but because I was dealing with a lot of stuff that she just wouldn't and to this day does not acknowledge that it just went into poetry um so I guess that's how I've dealt with all that pent-up rage and I just don't know what I would have done with it otherwise I mean I'm still really angry having been able to release it god knows what I would have done you know if I didn't have a way to release it yeah um I'm as mentioned before I'm just doing my MA now in creative writing hmm. and applying for my in the process of applying for a PhD oh, and wow. my research is possibly probably going to be based around the idea of writing as a way to access acknowledge and heal from trauma hmm, brilliant. so so yeah I'm with you <laughs> I'm absolutely with you. People say, oh, go to art therapy. What they don't realise is that writing is accessing the same neural pathways. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, it's just fascinating, but good for you. So what kind of stuff are you reading? Uh, what was the last thing I read? I read The Republic of Motherhood by Liz Berry, which was just, it absolutely blew me away. It was just so savage. And there was so much love in mixed up with all the desperation um and it was just amazing it was just really honest you know you could tell she had postnatal depression and it was just it was just really honest uh just try what did i read before that um uh, and sexton i like reading but because i got her collected works you know when you read everything someone's written and you get to the really difficult years and it's like there was no editor present or like there was no you know this is literally <laughs> <laughs> tissues and like whatever you know everything someone's ever written it it's harder to get through yeah yeah I I have to say I love a bit of Anne Sexton love her yeah absolutely because she gave no shits yeah. she would just write what was in her mind. my favorite <laughs> of hers is um letter to my lover on returning to his wife yeah yeah where she talks about uh, her lot, those last two lines, me, I'm a watercolour, I wash off. And I'm like, every time I'm a damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to buy my own sexton now. I'm going to stick it on my Christmas list. Yeah, she's so, Absolutely fucking amazing. So which poem from somebody else are you going to read for us? Um, I will have a look. Um, Actually, yeah, if I buy Anne Sexton and read it all again, then that gives me an excuse to feature her on the show, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, 
I'm going to read this poem um, by my friend who passed away recently. She was um, an accomplished poet. She was called Rosemary McLeish. And um, this is her poem, Skeleton. Okay. The skeleton of a blue whale, called Hope, is suspended over the hall of the museum, dominating everything. I marvel at its stupendous size, its delicate symmetry, its grace, and wonder what my bones will look like when I'm dead. I've seen the flares on CT scans, read the grim reports, but never looked up images of what ails me. This feathery, fragile, honeycombed beauty is not what I expected. I thought of growths, elephant man-like spurs and gross misshapes, excretions. I cannot power through the krill, mouth agape, eating as I go. I need to protect my frailty for fear of breaks, not even a dip in the local pool. But I can at last stop a while, contemplate these ever-changing patterns from dense to filigree, as ephemeral as spider's webs, frost fairies on winter windows, the tracery of bare branches against a grey sky. Or notice how the frills and fur below's are so like those of underwater lives, the blue whale's home of sea anemones, sponges, coral. There's an odd kind of strength in fragility, as powerful in its way as the great Levithian of our age. We spend our lives picking and choosing amongst what nature offers us, but we need, I need, to embrace it all. Cancer, making lace out of my bones, traces all the beloved patterns of my life. Wow. Yeah, I, I hope I didn't butcher that, but she, I mean, it's not just that she's my friend. She really was an immense talent and she, yeah. she really was in the best possible way, ruthless in real life. I mean, she gave no fuck. She didn't smile for anyone. She didn't, you know, she told you off. She, she, you know, she was always present. <laughs> yeah. I was stunning making lace of my bones. I mean, what imagery. Yeah. That's stunning imagery. And no, you didn't butcher it. I have yeah. heard that poem before. Oh, brilliant. And uh, when you said, I was like, oh, no, it can't be. And it was. So I'm really pleased to have heard it again. Thank you. Oh, it was God, such a yeah. beautiful reading of it. Oh, thank you so much. I do miss her. It's making yeah. me emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Things that will make you emotional. That reading yeah. someone else's words. The idea that the tumour wasn't ugly. Yeah. It's just devastating, isn't it? Because her last book, I, I said to her, I commented, I was like, oh, what's that cover art? And she was like, it's cancer. You know, it was a pencil drawing of cancer. Um, yeah, she. I guess she tried to see it from that perspective. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. No worries. So which of your poems are you going to read for us? Um, I'm going to read one that isn't actually that long. It's my favourite from this collection because it felt so natural when I wrote it. Do you ever get that where a poem just comes? Yup. <laughs> and it's like, it feels so strong. It's like a strong wave passing through you. Yes. Um, and I, I wrote this poem like in one go after I read Penny Tiger Lily Lane's collection. Can't remember what it's called now. Her last one. Yeah. Um, and it's called Darlings. I don't really care about whatever you're trying to talk to me about. The cold stars, my broken body. Christmas is over now. The fixed point opens up like a wound. 
So much of this new life is maintenance, gardening, watering the plants, a watcher, a child's cry till 2am each night, her smiles as bread and water, dreaming of the secret places on a woman's body, their taste, whether she would tell. She sends all her lovers to the madhouse. Women who are goddesses are wonderful for everything but real life together. I could not survive in poverty with only ideas to eat for much longer. She tells me she is child scarred like me. Of course, it's no matter. Perhaps it's normal to retreat into fantasies after that initial rush, taking their sustenance in drops like soft, sleepy earth from roots. Your alabaster body spread out, echoes of the doctor's lab. You're still beautiful and it's okay, darlings. <gasps> That's gorgeous. Thank you. That's really lovely. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I, I love that. The Thank whole you. idea of like women who are goddesses. Like, they're great, <laughs> it's just like, but I need to eat. <laughs> it's just like knew so many amazing, like amazing bi women. Yeah. And just like I'm really not not able to like do this just because I'm just not like it's not even them. Like I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know quite a few amazing bi women. <laughs> Most of the amazing women I know are either bi or just so ambivalent about gender and sexuality. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. I feel the same way. It's like, I'm not even bi. I just, it's just not an issue to me. Like, gender is just not a thing for me personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I identify as bi because there's been so much bi erasure. It's important to me to do so. Yeah, yeah. But I tend to make connections with people. And that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And the whole idea that sexuality is a choice is ridiculous because if it oh, was, awful, I would be a, yeah. I would be a lesbian if, if sexuality <laughs> was a choice. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen the meme that says men is too headache. But I mean I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my my husband's amazing and I love him to pieces, but he is very different to every mm. other man I've known. Yeah. Yeah. He he knows who I am and Oh, that's brilliant. That's he doesn't he doesn't love me in spite of it. He loves me because of it. And I think that's what we're all looking oh, for, wonderful. isn't it? Yeah. But we also need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Get our and have a roof. And <laughs> exactly. It's all very exciting to be with the wild romantic woman, yeah. but but it's exhausting. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just need a nap. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing that with us it's absolutely lovely um if you could send me links of where to get your books and what have you i will drop them I in the show do. notes so that anybody who's listening can access brilliant what you're what you're doing and obviously i'll Fabulous. put rosemary mcleish's link to her book as well in the Fabulous. show notes so that if anybody wants to read more from her amazingly beautiful work then then they can so Oh, lines that make you go, oh, I wish I'd written that. Um, this week from Imagine Sons is from the poem Imagine Sons 29, The Friend, Part 4. And the line that I wish I'd written from that, I press my lips to each letter of his name. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> Especially when... You think of the context of the book, of that book, Imagine Sons. And yeah. 
and even the title is just so evocative isn't it yeah imagine sons 29 the friend part four it's like this is just so going on and on and on mm. it's never ending but i press my lips to each letter of his name wow yeah so so on to heist now with news um joe thomas as you'll remember we have featured him on the show many times because we love him um he has book out um you'll remember him from episode two and i read some work from his book in the derbo o'brien episode which was last week if i remember rightly but all goes really strangely time means nothing now so take <laughs> liberty and other inexplicable phenomena it's a brilliant look at autism and asexuality and you should definitely definitely read it um hannah edge's collection is finished and edited and ready to publish and will be available for pre-order on boxing day ready for release on the 1st of january those days these days is stunning and what else you're going to spend your christmas vouchers on eh? um we have read Bubble Merch too for both Heist Noweth and Cake Liberty and other inexplicable phenomena. So if you love Joe's book, why not wear a t-shirt or get yourself a phone case? We don't expect to sell a lot through there, but every penny that we make through Redbubble goes into our Pay Your Artist Fund. We did sell a t-shirt this week, which oh, was brilliant. so exciting when we got the got the notification through so i'd like to thank my daughter person noah grace for being the only person to ever buy anything from our red bowl um <laughs> details and links for everything will be in the show notes as usual so Sarah, it is time for your shameless plug your books your services do you make the world's best cottage pie Go oh, i wish i did my husband would be happy with that <laughs> <laughs> I can barely cook. He does all the cooking. Um, this is my first pamphlet in my arms from Bad Betty Press. Um, and it's available through their website. Um, this is my second collection, uh, continuing on the nude lady theme, uh, Galloping Horses, Cetera Ebrahimi, coming out, uh, out from Wordsmithery on their website. Um, what else do I have to plug? Nothing, really. I'm always doing stuff. Um I'm going to be in an episode of the At Home series from Apples and Snakes. I forget the date, though. I think it's it's in December sometime. Um, other than that, I'm just looking forward to working, doing more stuff, working on your book with you and yeah. seeing what happens. Fantastic. Um, so other poetry events. So if you want to drop me a line telling when the Apples and Snakes thing is, I will do, yeah. then I'll, I will put that on the, on the show on the show notes and i'll give it a shout out when it's nearer the time because apples and snakes are brilliant they are brilliant they do so much they hosted the hit the ode competition at uni slam this year so it was bodam podajetsky that's what he called himself on the night if you can't can't pronounce my name remember it's a pod on a jet ski which is just <laughs> hilarious <laughs> so he he hosted the night and it was the best such amazing poetry and it was my first brilliant. ever uni slam and oh my... brilliant you looked like you had such a good time by the way oh my god 
so good. We yeah. We were the underdogs. First Welsh university ever to enter. Like ever. Yeah. And we were like, okay, so we're going to do the, the preliminaries and then we'll get to sit back and watch some amazing poets. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, we're in the semi-final. Okay, plucky little team from Wales is in the semi-final. Yeah. So we'll do that. Then we'll sit back and watch some amazing poetry. Oh, in the final, is there? <laughs> so we got all the way to the final. And Brilliant, yeah. we were literally that team who were like, what? What is going on? We had, what? 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 We just thought we were going to come <laughs> and do like two poems and then sit and watch that's the best thing isn't it to just I always just go to things like I'm just happy to be here and I love listening to poetry and whatever else happened is great yeah it was it was yeah and there were some some teams who didn't quite believe that that's how we were oh they were like oh you've (laughs) got to be putting this on humble bragging a bit and we're like no really we're not (laughs) we're shocked but it was cool we came forth and the way we reacted you'd think we'd won it all but as far as we're concerned we did um because we went and had Brilliant. the best weekend and I got coronavirus there. It was all great oh, fun. Oh, God. And literally, I got home from Uni Slam and I've not left the house since. <laughs> so, yeah, that was back in March. No, it was cool. It was brilliant. So, yes, brilliant. apples and snakes, I have a lot of love for. Same. An awful lot of love. Talking of which, we have Uni-Slam news this week. It has been announced that Uni-Slam will live and thrive in a diff- slightly different format. But what will happen now is instead of all the teams going to Birmingham, to the Hippodrome, um, we will be sending in videos for the preliminaries. And then once the plenar- preliminaries are over, then the semi-final and final teams will be at Birmingham and performing still on the stage, live streamed in a socially distanced and responsible manner. So they've worked really hard, Toby and Ben, Toby Campion and Ben Norris to put this together, along with Arts Council England and, and all sorts of people and the Hippodrome Birmingham and Apple and Snakes and everybody else. So this is really exciting news. And I know a lot of poets are over the moon at hearing this this week so yeah brilliant news so that's about us really thank you for listening i have been d dickens and you have been marvelous you can get in touch with the show on dickens and quips at gmail.com or on twitter and insta as dickens and quips i am the ponty poet on d dickens or d dickens poet and author on facebook i get i get i always trip up over this now one week i said i'm pontius pilot that's amazing <laughs> now whenever i, I read it i'm always so concentrating on not saying it that i mess up something else uh-huh. yeah one week i said i'm pontius pilot on twitter then i went no i'm not <laughs> I love on twitter um I only have a week of my current Facebook ban left then. Oh, no. Why? I've been banned for a month. Um, Basically for suggesting that men who have intimate relations with raw chicken and get knob salmonella might be stupid. Apparently, that's hate speech. Oh, God. Yeah, right. 
right? And yet, and yet the stuff that we see on the daily on Facebook, but me saying men are stupid, having said they were trash four times previously <laughs> and had more bigger and bigger bands, then yeah, I got a month ban this time. So I got, I've got a week left to serve and I yeah. should just have to be more careful about how I call men stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, please do let me know what's going on in your area if you want to come on the show hit me up don't forget to subscribe so I can get in your lug holes on the regular I'm going to leave you with prompt of the week and this week it is I wait and wonder pop it in an email and I will read it out on the next show after I I am um, after I receive it. So all that's left is to thank Setra Ebrahimi again for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, to say, take care, make good choices. And if you can't make good choices, write good poetry about it. (laughs) Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.